When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandies shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. So I ran into uh, producer Jensen Carp, husband of this podcast. It was either yesterday or the day before. The days blend. I know. Uh, at Target, buying what I can only describe as a ridiculous amount of gummy worms. And <laughs> He's stocking uh, up for Halloween already. I don't know. He he had a, he was he looked like he was on a mission and embarrassed at the same time. If Does that he makes eat sense. the gummy worms? Well, well, therein lies writer? the writer. There you go. You've, you've already discovered the issue. He's, he's so, using your boys as cover for him to eat as much candy as he wants? Basically. So yeah. Jensen loves gummy candies. Loves them. And my children like gummy worms. And there's this particular brand of gummy worms that my kids like that are you know, whatever the version of like healthy, are they organic gummy worms? Healthy I don't gummy know. Worms. Yeah, they're like healthy gummy worms. How can you make uh, gummy worms more healthy? I don't know. There's like no dyes or something. It's okay. just, you know, there's some They're less. made from real worms. I was going to say, it's 70% real worm. <laughs> so they keep it so healthy. The organic worms. Um, and so when I have bought a bag, I, I'll say like, 
I'm going to get these for the kids. Are you going to want to eat any of them? Because if you are, we're going to need to buy more because our kids are pretty good about like you can have five gummy worms and then they're fine with the five gummy worms. Jensen will open a bag of gummy worms and then eat a bag of gummy worms. And when I mean a bag of gummy worms, I mean, there's like a hundred gummy worms in there or something. And so I'll then go back to the gummy worms the next day and be like, where are the gummy worms? And he's like, well, I ate them. You know, they're gone. And I'm like, We've had them. We for had the Costco size bag, hours. and I finished it. It off. was the Costco size bag. the bag. That means I'm <laughs> supposed to finish it, right? So the other day, when he went to the grocery store, I said, "Buy the kids their gummy worms, and then buy whatever amount of gummy worms you need for you. <laughs> you will have your stash of gummy worms, and the kids will have theirs." So what he bought was three small bags of gummy worms for our kids and then the humongous monster (laughs) you're having 700 people over to your house for gummy worms bag of gummy worms so that's nice that's sue and i sue and i like gummy worms only because they're the best way to catch bigger swedish fish (laughs) (laughs) so that's our that's our favorite thing about it because we're big swedish fish fans and the big fish are delicious oh we love swedish fish oh (laughs) they now have one with their their tropical ones so like the front half is one flavor and then the tail is another flavor. Don't get me started. Well, and everyone's like, good. you need to eat more fish. Well, you need to eat more fish. So I have been. Right. There you go. And I don't see the problem. <laughs> I don't see the problem. Also, Ryder, I'd like to point out, I don't know what it is about your room today, but I've been glancing down and it looks at times like you're in a snow globe. What? Like there's just all this kind of fluff. Floating oh, oh, around oh, there you. is there is a little you know what it is? is I think like, it's the reflection of his watch. Are you wearing a watch? Well, no, that's one, but there's also then there's also like like fuzzy that ah moats? see one just went by. One like just dust went moats? by. Yes. Why so it is, does is my room super see? dusty? <laughs> there <laughs> it is again. Clean. So I cleaned it yesterday. <laughs> it, that's probably the problem. So it doesn't uh, looks like you're 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 the biggest eh. Oh yeah. Huh? I see? Uh-huh. You see that one? I saw globe. It's just the way the light hit is hitting in the office. Yeah. See? Oh, this is gonna be the game all day. I'm just gonna shake shake up rider. There you go. Anyway, <gasps> oh, Ryder, your skin looks great. Thanks. I was gonna say. Wow. Have you been using? Have you been doing gua sha? No. Oh. What? Did, what did you say? What word did you just say? Gua sha. I don't. It's I don't chi- know that. Well, it's a Chinese um, a skin thing where you take like either rose quartz, a rose quartz slate, or a jade slate. Oh, you like and you scrape? put like oil on your face. You know, you don't scrape okay. like you're not scraping skin. You're you're just pushing. It's basically to help with puffiness and it helps with like lymphatic drainage. And it's mm. really good for you. But it's like an extremely natural um, way of of bringing blood flow to your skin and plumping your skin. And my I saw a girlfriend of mine for lunch the other day and I said, oh, my gosh, your skin looks amazing. And she said, gua sha. And I was like, wow. And right so today, you look real, very gua sha. Wow, it's a real thing. It's not like also you need wizards or whatever. No. There's some of that where it's like you get, if you lay on these crystals. Or is, is it code for I just had Botox, right? That's like, right. Exactly. Like, gua sha. Oh, so it's, that's, that's why my nose looks smaller. Uh, um, no, look it up. Uh, it's, um, it's, yeah. You know, there's only so much I can do. Like there's so much, so much self-care I can. Right. Shoulders but you know face. what's funny is like, do you remember like, I mean, I, I've I've had this conversation like recently where, 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 where like the word metrosexual had to be invented for the right. very notion that men might take care of their skin right. or their hair. Yeah. And yeah. it's like and I remember feeling that way, like in the 90s. And part of it was being an adolescent, but also so much a part of the culture uh, to just not give a crap about your face yeah. or your body or your like. And it's just like yeah. now it's, you know, 
pretty standard. Like everybody should probably take care of themselves. I think right. men are going to be wearing time. makeup pretty much within the next 10 years, like on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Do you think? I, I, don't, I, don't I think know. it's Why definitely not? time that we take care of our skin more. So yes. like, you should like wash your face and stuff. It's right. Like, oh. Wear sunscreen. Uh, that I don't oh, ever do. Never did. It's terrible. Oh, no, and and like when I was a kid, man, just always sunburned. It's like, why, yeah. I, why does it hurt so much when I go out to the beach? Yeah, we wonder why I hate the beach. It's like, <laughs> why does it hurt when I smile? Like, just never put on sunscreen. Yeah. Right. Oh, my God. So You're like, dumb. your entire body is one big sun blister. Always. Yeah. Always. Like, I just have memories of sleeping and not being able to sleep because I'm burning up on my, oh, yeah. it's awful. Well, welcome to Pod Meets World. I'm Danielle Fischel. <laughs> I'm Ryder Strong. And I'm Will Friedle. Before we get into our uh, episode with Danny McNulty, which will basically conclude our bully series, we had Adam Scott, we had Blake Sennett, we had Ethan Suplee, and today Danny McNulty. Uh, to commemorate this little uh, segment of our podcast, we have something we haven't had in a while, which is new merch. New new merch. Well, I wasn't expecting. I didn't have one <laughs> yeah, in the chamber for that. <laughs> you're you're always supposed to be ready for new. Sorry, merch. I didn't yeah. have one in the chamber for that at all. Let's say that. No no merch. I got nothing. That was good. That was, good. <laughs> that was great. There you go. Way to way to pick it up. Um, and so yeah, we've got new merch. We've got a new T-shirt to commemorate the very awkward encounter Ryder Strong had. Do we call it Huggate? What do we Hug-gate. call this? Mm-hmm. Hug-gate. Hug-gate. Oh, you nice. Know uh, no, embrace gate. Adam embrace Scott. Gate. Embrace gate. Yep. Embrace Adam gate. Scott. I love it. <laughs> Adam Scott coined it embrace gate. And uh, yeah, it's been really fun to to ask other people what their thoughts were. And we may never know the truth. Guys, it made embrace CNN. Gate. This is yeah. a big, big news story. It CNN. Uh, I love Whether I Adam, Adam Scott or not, I made CNN. The amount of text messages I got uh, uh. in my life from people, you know, people I hadn't talked to for a year or two suddenly were like, here, here, Adam Scott. Here, you're really weirded out by hugging Adam Scott. It's like, oh, my God. Well, I love how Danielle sent, how Adam sent you a, a, a text, Danielle, saying like, uh-huh. so apparently I confronted you guys. Clickbait, man. Clickbait, man, the oh. Clickbait was so, so funny. It was Intense. so uncomfortable. It was like Adam Scott confronted the yes, cast of Boy World about their treatment of him. And it was like, wait a minute. But anyway, like it was hilarious. Uh, yeah. The shirt is phenomenal. It's a very comic book style shirt. So uh, if you're interested in some new Pod Meets World merch, be sure to check it out. So... We have been counting down the days until we got to this interview. We actually had to postpone it once, which was very unfortunate. And uh, our our dear listeners have been asking for this gentleman for a very long time. He portrayed Harvey Harley Kiner for eight episodes of Boy Meets World, mostly in season two. And just so you guys know, we do now know that his name will later be revealed to be Harvey. We um, never watched the show. We we know not, it's so weird to be in this position where everybody listening out there knows more than we do. Yes, everyone. It's so it's just a very. I remember position. a lot, and I had you do no remember idea a lot. That's but, what it was. Well, no you idea. remember a lot of behind the scenes yeah. stuff. And you yeah. don't actually remember the no storylines. No, <laughs> yeah. no idea what that was. Yeah. Okay. So Danny's first episode was uh, our season two opener, Back to School. And his last episode was when he returned in season three for episode four, He Said, She Said. But there has always been a bit of a mystery. Um, it's when he came back to confront Adam, Adam Scott's Scott. character. Okay. Yeah, right. he came back to like confront I remember him. that dialogue. Do you? Yeah. I don't remember what? the episode at all. He said he's standing in front of him and he, he essentially says, I'm going to I'm going to kick your kick your butt. And and right. Griff looks at him and says, 
okay, so then you've thought this entirely through. You're going to kick my butt. You're going to end up in jail. I'm still going to be here tomorrow. Like he goes through this entire speech about that. And you, you see the wheels like turning in Harley's mind. Yeah, I don't know why I remember that scene. Cause I don't even think wow. I'm in it, but I do. I remember that. Yeah. Well, there's always been a little bit of a mystery around Danny's departure from the show, um, including someone else who appears to have played his character, who comes back like and plays one episode, um, plays Harley for one episode. And then, of course, later, Adam Scott took his spot as king of the bullies. We always loved Danny, but as most of us were just children living in a time where like mental health issues were mostly swept under the rug, we never knew the full story. We are very much looking forward to hearing it directly from him today. So let's please welcome Danny McNulty. Hey everyone, it's Bethany Frankel. We are reliving the best moments from all the seasons of The Real Housewives on my new podcast, Rewives. From the table flips of New Jersey to the craziest hills of Beverly, no city will be spared. And I'm joined by my most fabulous celebrity friends that you will never expect to help me break down the drama. Kristen Chenoweth, Tori Spelling, Jerry Springer, Snooki, even Emmy winner Elizabeth Moss, the list goes on and on. So let's whoop it up and mention it all because you can binge episodes of Rewives right now with so much more to come. Listen to Rewives on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to your podcasts. When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things, watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ioniq 5 is a tech Ford electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. 
Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. As a podcast focused on reliving memories from our past, I can tell you firsthand, as you get older, your memory just isn't as reliable as it used to be. Yeah, if we didn't have Will here, there would be a lot of dead air. <laughs> that is true, Robert. Well, guys, since I know you need a little help, you're going to love Legacy Box. It's the safest way to digitize your home videos and pictures, even when you think you don't have a way to watch them anymore. Oh, this is perfect, especially with Mother's Day right around the corner. It really is the perfect gift for the whole family, whether it's a sweet 16 or college graduation. First steps or performing a Backstreet Boys dance in between scenes on your childhood network sitcom. This is the way to reconnect with your history. The process is so easy. You just fill your legacy box with old VHS or camcorder tapes, pictures, negatives, film reels. I mean, they even work with over 15 different types of analog media, so they have you covered. Then you just send the box back and their team professionally digitizes everything by hand in the U.S. And you'll get it all back on the cloud or on a thumb drive along with your originals. I recently sent off my first box to Legacy Box and I got into my old storage unit and found about 40 tapes, all different media. And I was able to label each one and send it off. I cannot wait to see what these tapes hold. Jensen and I also recently got some of his home videos digitized and being able to hear his parents' voices again has been a real gift. So join over 1.5 million families that have trusted Legacy Box with their memories. Go to LegacyBox.com slash world to save 60% during their best Mother's Day sale ever. It's time to connect with your past and make sure those memories are preserved properly. That's LegacyBox.com slash world. There he is! Look at you guys. Oh my gosh, look at you. Look at your pod dismiss shirt. Your shirt pod is awesome. <laughs> yes. Gotta represent, as they say. Oh my gosh. The gentleman you see in the background is my good friend Benoit. He uh, is nice enough to let me use a studio today. Oh, Aww. wow. Cool. Hey, thank you, Ben. Hey, thank, thank you, Ben. So is it is a music studio, huh? Is that a piano? Yeah, I see. Music yeah. in the background. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Oh man, it's so good to see you. Thank you for being here with us. Of course, you know, it's an honor. So Danny, let's get started with how did you how did you get into acting? Um, well, I got into acting at a very young age. Um, both of my parents are from Donegal, Ireland, and um, they came to America to open up an Irish bar in Forest Hills, Queens. And it was at this time where I first got my acting bug, where I was serving pints to customers at seven years old. <gasps> yes. Right. Amazing. The most Irish thing I've ever heard. <laughs> you know, I had a stool. As soon as I could reach it, I was like, I'm going to make money out of this and play the Pac-Man machine. And that's what I did. That was like my main babysitter oh, so when I was awesome. a kid, basically, you know. Your dad really didn't want you to get into acting, right? Yeah. Well, originally, um, um, my parents divorced when I was 11. Okay. And um, then my father, he was not into acting at all. I was always trying to get, you know, his, his approval. And then um, my dad passed away when I was 14. Mm. And um, so from there, I asked my mom if it would be okay if I, you know, started acting. And she said, yeah, sure, give it a shot. So I went to uh, Lee Strasberg, the young people's program there. Wow. Um, Anna Strasberg got me my first audition, Jeez. and uh, I just I just loved loved working with 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 the uh, the the actor you know James Dean went there Marlon Brando it was like yeah just this this feeling as a as a as a kid 
you know, and um, yeah, my dad didn't want me to get into acting. I got into the acting, and um, from from there I went to, uh, when I was 16, I dropped out of high school uh, because I was left back in second grade and fifth grade uh, due to an undiagnosed learning disability. Mm-hmm. Wow. And uh, it was it was tough in high school. You know, when I was a freshman, all all my uh, all my friends were juniors, so I I just didn't really fit in yeah. to it. So um, wait, so I want to ask you a little bit more about that. So when you were in second grade, you get through second grade, you finish second grade, and then what happens? They decide not to let you go into third grade. You have to redo yeah, second grade. You have to redo second grade, and then see all your friends that you were. You know, right. they, they go on and then everyone else is like, wait, you're in the wrong class. Right. You know, like, no, no, I'm not. I'm Sticking just, around. Uh, you know, yeah. I'm here. And my dad had passed away at that time. So uh, it was it was a lot going on. You yeah, know? No kidding. So yeah. then you then the same thing happens when you go into fifth grade. So in fifth grade, you're all, you know, I think you're about 10, right? In fifth grade, mm-hmm. somewhere around there, 10, 11, 11 years yeah. old. So yeah. it, hap- it happens again. You go through fifth grade. And then at the end of fifth grade, they decide they're not going to let you go forward into junior high. You're going to stay in fifth grade. So now you're two years older yeah. than everybody else Yeah. in fifth grade. In How fifth do you think they missed the learning disability for you, what were the signs that you were, what were the things you were experiencing that, that were just missed in second grade? I had moved from a public school into a private school and I didn't meet their, um, level of of learning. And then by fifth grade, um, my mom took me to a doctor and they realized that I was dyslexic and, um, yep. Dyslexia was really hard for me, especially with acting, because I'd have to literally train my mind to have somebody else speak out the lines first, and then I can roll into it. Like the table reads were a nightmare when we did those back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so in fifth grade, then you get held back, and then you go forward. Which so one of the things I'm thinking about with that is that it's it's so interesting that. Um, when we interviewed Blake and Ethan, they were talking about this whiff, whiff of darkness that they had about them. And I think it was Blake who pointed out specifically how interesting it is that all of us with our characters mirrored had so many things in common. Like right. you being two years older than everybody in your school it was actually Harley was Kiner. actually yeah, was exactly <laughs> yeah. what Harley, yeah. Harley Kiner yeah. Yeah. was. We made Harley. jokes about it, like multiple jokes <laughs> yeah. about like he's going to be here for 10 years or whatever. Yeah, that's, no, that's, that's exactly kind of like my upbringing to where I came from. You know, so when I was 16, I dropped out and got my GED. Okay. And that's where I went. I went to the neighborhood playhouse uh, to study the Meisner technique. Wow, and that was that was that was interesting. It's a two-year program. I I only got uh, asked back. You know, I didn't get asked back for the second year. So, a buddy of mine, Jed Reese, uh, was working up in Vancouver a lot, and he went to school with me in in New York. And he said, "Come on up to you know Vancouver, and we'll we'll try out a few things." And he got me an agent, and um, from there I started working. Like my my first roles, like my first role was. Uh, Street Justice with Carl Weathers. Yeah. yeah. Actually opposite Omar Epps and yeah. like sort of a racial, you know, racially, you know, like like it was called black or blue. Mm. Wow. That was a that was a really interesting experience. Just to get it under my belt to like to learn, you know, blocking and you know what the cameras are and everything. 
So from there, I, I moved back to New York, did a couple of commercials. Uh, my first commercial was an Elvis Presley stamp commercial. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah I pull up in a Cadillac. It's like, when is a stamp not just a stamp? I say, when it rocks, man. When it rocks. Oh, <laughs> and the whole Elvis gear and everything. I think I remember that. That was the, that when, when the entire question was are they going to put thin elvis or heavier elvis on the stamp yes. it was a really? it was a big yeah it was a big everyone said elvis was finally getting a stamp and it became this big national debate do we put thin young elvis on the stamp or do you put the older elvis when he was heavy on the stamp it became this whole thing there was like commercials fans voted, about right? it and fans voted and it, yeah it was a whole big thing who won uh, i think it was young elvis went on the stamp i think yeah, right yeah, yeah it was young elvis and it yeah. meant a lot to my mom because my mom was a big Elvis fan. So I was like, oh, Jesus, lovely. Oh, my oh. <laughs> Irish, Irish accents. Oh, Danny, you make me so proud. Oh. <laughs> but yeah. that whole, I mean, for anybody who is unaware of uh, kind of what it's like to come up in the business, when you are, you go from Straussburg to Meisner, I mean, that's royalty when it yeah. comes to acting schools and yeah. acting teaching. It's a very specific style of acting. Sure. Uh, but it is one that is not easy to get into nor easy to sustain. So, I mean, you were trained by some of the best. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was something that I, you know, if I couldn't do regular school, I wanted to go give it, give it my all and, you know, do, do everything I could to make it, to make it happen. <laughs> so say. you, we all know what an amazingly close relationship with your mother that you, you had. And I want to get into that a little bit here because you mentioned her and her accent yeah. Yeah. And I also imagine that, you know, with your dad passing away when you were 14, did that just make you even closer to your mom? Will you tell us a little bit about the bond you and your mom had? Yeah. Um, my mom's name is Kathleen McNulty. As I said, she's from Donegal, Ireland. Just very hardworking. After my parents split, she took over the bar and had no idea about the business or anything, but she became one of the most shrewdest businesswomen in, in all of Queens, to be honest. Mm. You know? And back then, you know, women weren't really doing that. You know, they didn't really have a say. It was more mm -hmm. like, you know, what are you doing? You know, like, who? where's your husband? Where's the man of the house? Right. I am the man of the house. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And um, my mom, my mom, uh, I just want to be candid with you guys for everything, you know, to help other people with, with any struggles that they're going through. My mom was uh, diagnosed with manic depression. Mm -hmm. And back in those days, they didn't really have any no. uh, medications or anything. They just didn't know really what it was. When uh, was she diagnosed with that? We we know that today as bipolar disorder. Um, yes, bi bipolar today. Um, that was in 85, 86, oh. 86 okay. 87. So when she started to get sick, I stepped up and I, 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 I was running a bar. Um, wow. in South Queens and I got my first apartment when I was 17 and my mom always was very supportive of, you know supportive of what I was doing and you know even though she had that going on at the same time when she wasn't on a you know manic I call it the bipolar right roller coaster mm -hmm. sort of like you buy a ticket and you know you don't it just goes round and round and um, it was really difficult but at the same time, she was so strong. So when she had her power, it was just amazing what she could do. Hmm. You know, I, w I wouldn't ask for another mom if I could. Hmm. Just all the lessons that I had, sort of like school of hard knocks growing up, I knew there was a reason for it, that the universe was getting me ready 
young, you know, to experience things so I could help other people in the future. So when did you, how did you find yourself in Los Angeles? I came there right like about six months, six months before Boy Meets World. Okay. And uh, I started auditioning, um, got close to a couple of things. And uh, just just out of nowhere, I got the Boy Meets World uh, audition. You know, the first audition, I met Sally Steiner. Do you was, remember your oh, audition? Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I actually auditioned seven times. <gasps> what? Seven that, times? Really? That is ridiculous. I, I would have assumed that you walked in the door and they were like, well, that's, that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I mean, because you were <laughs> so Harley to me. Like, uh, yeah. you just, you just, you own that character so much. It's like, there's, yeah. there's no, you know, well, we, we saw it. There's no other way to do it. Like, we <laughs> yeah. needed you. You had to, oh, my God, that's so I, funny. Seven I times. I appreciate that, Ryder, because I, I really admire all of you guys act, your acting. You know, mm. so seven times I'm auditioning. Sally Steiner's like, come on, you can do it. You know, She's so kind, so, so yeah. helpful. I don't know if Barbie Block was on the show at that she, time. I don't think she was. I don't think she came on until maybe third yeah. season. Oh. Yeah, I think that that's right. And um, yeah, I just remembered. You know, I was like seven times for one show. <laughs> wow. You know, it's like you do the one show and then all of a sudden you get a script. You're like, oh. This is your script for next week. I'm like, next week? Okay. So, so at the time that you were auditioning, you thought it was just going to be one episode? Yeah, just one. Yeah. Just one episode. And then Seven like, times for, for a guest cast for one episode. I, I can't know. believe that. It's funny I, I didn't audition seven times for Eric. <laughs> well, and yeah. most of the time for especially for for a guest cast, they're doing the auditions like the week before. So how do you even have seven times like the first you... episode of the season oh, yeah. so they, so they had more run up to it yeah they right. had more of a run-up time to it and i think you know i do think that like you know i i i i i, I michael really cares about actors right yeah. like yeah. And, and he, he really he, he takes casting probably more seriously than a lot of television yeah. mean, to his credit that's what a part of what made boy meets world good and all of his exactly. shows better than your average sitcom is that he did give care and time and and a lot of times that meant multiple sessions like right. and probably yeah. driving sally and barbie crazy you know yeah. where he also like, meant no, firing the person yet but also um, meant firing actors because that and yes. that's one thing where you know we've talked about it where it's it it sucks but michael had a vision when it came to certain characters and if somebody wasn't working out they would go and yeah. they would yeah. go back and they would right. he would hire somebody else to do it right. and it's terrible but that's why they say it's not show friends it's show business and that's right. that's what he would do but he um, also it seems it seems so it's uncanny to me his apparent ability to find actors who really are like their characters yeah mm -hmm. yeah like he really and he's able well, it was to a spot reciprocal that. relationship though too you know like yeah. he would cast and then rewrite and do, I mean, you have a whole week at least to, even if yes. somebody's only there for one week you can write right. to their strengths correct but i'm just amazed that you did not walk in and and just get the part because yeah. it's I like you have, you have you have this new york vibe that obviously they wanted right you have yeah. this sort of like this cool guy almost like dated vibe in a way it's like yeah. 1950s like that's why it's so cool that you played elvin <laughs> of course you did yeah, like right. i see you you had like a, a throwback you know you did have that james dean like it, james thing. dean exactly it was it totally was so, james dean it, it, was, totally it wasn't james fake dean. it wasn't because i feel like everybody yeah. wants to you know especially back then like teenagers wanted to achieve that but they didn't have it and you just had it like this yeah. effortless cool presence it, you just owned it. I, it's it's amazing. It took seven takes, but all right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I appreciate that. Danny, were you basing the character on anyone or was it just a character you had in you? 
Yeah, I had a little, uh, as, you, as you said, James Dean, little yeah. Elvis Presley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little Montgomery Clifton there. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little Bobby Tanero, but you know. Not- <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, that's so true. And so then when you book it, was your mom the first person you called? Yes. Yes, <laughs> she was. She's like, oh, you finally did a good man. Good man. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it was, she was really proud, you know. Do you remember meeting Ethan and Blake for the first time? What was the oh, dynamic yeah. you had with the with like the three of you together? Ethan Ethan had this 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 coolness, just a, a draw to him, you know. He wasn't trying to be, you know, he was just there reading his book or just just solid, like solid good people. You could you could tell, you know, people who have good hearts and mm-hmm. you know, Ethan had this amazing presence and it wasn't about being his size you know i i i think he's amazing big or small or any way mm-hmm. he does it because he's always had that fire yeah. you know mm-hmm. that, that true fire and and blake was was a tripper he was always funny always <laughs> hey yeah all right yeah all right little bobby hair it's like all right yeah okay you know again like their characters that's the thing they were like their care all of you were so you just snapped into that right away which Leads me to believe, I mean, again, I don't know. Do you think that Michael knew that these characters had a shot of coming back? Or do you think yes. that it was it was just they were so yeah. magnetic when they got there where it was like, we've got to do we got to do this more? I think Michael Jacobs is an amazing mastermind of so I, I believe that there was a chess board in front of him and he saw the moves. Maybe yeah. not all yeah. right away, but he saw the moves and he saw the, you know, the how people get along and if they're if they're good match and what to yep. say and you know how to flow yeah. you know michael yeah. jacobs is amazing like that yeah. he just you know yeah i i think for sure he he thought if i can get the right people in here and they have the right you know energy together and their energy is what i want it to be this could be a huge part of the school a huge part of the school which is exactly what it turned into which i think is part of the reason why like you said danny the chessboard that he had in front of him i do think it's one of the reasons he cares so much about every actor he hires and why sometimes he lets people go is if this isn't going to be something that i can see working for multiple different things and carrying multiple storylines in the future then it it isn't going to it's not worth you know, it. It's not worth it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I just want to say after watching you guys on the pod, it, I love the first season, you know, and, and I, I totally agree with you. Like the drop shock or it was <laughs> jarring because it was like, this must have been traumatic in a way for these guys because they're coming in <laughs> off this. They're only this age. I mean, I'm 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 like 10 years, I think, older than you, Danielle. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm 51. Yeah. Um, you guys were all younger. Even Blake and and Ethan were five years younger. Yeah. So you know, I, I I you guys were really cool, really professional, and you were very genuinely nice. I was surprised, because, you know, because you like, well, wait a second, did they say hello? Like, yeah, they said hi. But you know, of course, you know, I you're gonna give them the distance because you guys were, you know, just the stars of the show, and it's sort of like, you know, I. You come in and you're like, all right, well, I want to make you guys look better. You know, that was my attitude. Wow. Blake thought we were faking. 
That's the thing I love is when I went I back know. and listened to Blake's like, you guys are all so nice. I thought it was fake. Yeah, I, thought <laughs> it was disingenuous. I thought it was disingenuous at first. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, it's so funny. Did you enjoy playing a bully? You're such a nice guy. Yeah. It's it's a little bit like Adam Scott. Like Adam Scott's such a nice guy and he always ends up playing these like jerky characters. Yeah, Did you enjoy say. playing a like threatening bully? Well, you know, not the threatening part, but I enjoyed the the mental aspect of it, you know, because I, I myself had gone through some bullying as a kid myself with the grade school being left back. So it was kind of my way of venting that energy. Mm. And instead of letting it be inside me and holding inside of me, I was able to release it into the character. And, um, you know, like, as you know, like with Girl Meets World, like I, when I was on, I, I tried to go in my uh, Instagram, I tried to make it, you know, anti-bullying as much as yeah. possible. Yeah. You know, but it's, 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 it's a hard battle. You know, a lot of kids are going through today and, yeah. you know, it's, it's, we didn't have that when we were younger. I mean, a pager would have been the only way to really reach out, you know, like yeah. the internet wasn't really up and going and nowadays kids have to grow up so fast. You know? I know. Well, that's and, one of the things that they talk about is the fact that, and I think we've even addressed it on the pod, maybe, especially with bullying. There was a time where kids could get away from it because when they left school, they were home, which was a much yeah. safer space. Right. And now because the Internet and social media is everywhere, they don't you don't get the break. You, no. you, the kids that are getting bullied go home and they're still getting bullied. And so you no, never. Yeah, you can't ever get away from it. And then like and like with you, Will, with with the social distancing from um, the Internet, yeah. I think that's, that's a great thing. You know, for for mental, I mean, I, I catch myself, you know, on it and it's like, wait a second, this whole time is going by. I'm, I'm not I'm not seeing the signs God's giving me because uh, I'm I'm glued to my phone. I'm yeah. not, you know, there's just so scrolling, much just yep. scrolling. Yep. Yeah. 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 In your life. Yeah. You and yeah. anybody who deals with with any sort of mental health issues like me, I just it it just made me a healthier person. I mean, it really, truly just made me a healthier person. And it's so funny because. We, Danielle and Ryder and I talk about how how close we are and how even after 30 years, we've gotten closer because of this podcast. And there was a time where not long ago where I was like, I'm thinking of maybe getting back on social media. And both Ryder and Danielle reached out like, I don't know if you should. Like, yeah. I think for your mental like, health, I just think it's better if you don't. And they were right. They're completely right yeah. about it. Yeah. And so it was also having that kind of structure around you and that support system going, I see where you're coming from, but do the do the benefits outweigh kind of the negative that you're going to feel mentally yeah. and yeah. and they're right and so and that's not even that... just about you will i mean we no. were, we were specific about you yeah. in certain ways but i was just i just if i could cut the cord completely i would do you know what i yeah. mean so, yeah. I was, so i was proud that, that you had already accomplished that i didn't want to see it because yeah, i was like back. oh that yeah. could just I, yeah. I mean i could i would wish i could completely cut it off and i did i stopped facebook i stopped some but like it's really hard especially because we do get a lot of, especially with this podcast, we have a good community of people online. Yeah. Like there is a lot of support and, and I do enjoy aspects of it a lot. You know, I enjoy the, the sense of community, um, and, and feedback and, um, being able to share with that community and, and have comments come in, but it's, it's, it's so tricky. It's it so is. Tricky. I, I like the free. I'm going to be honest and we'll that if we have to, but because you get free stuff when you're on Instagram and all that kind of stuff. Well, you do. do. I kids, oh, about? I would reach out and be like, I love your product. Can I have some of Are it? And, uh, hell yes. 
Oh my god, oh my I gosh. was bathing in Waterloo for a while. Do that, man. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> oh my gosh, god. we are that. This is where Will and I are the most different. I get sent free stuff all the time, and I like just no stuff. I want yeah. no stuff. How can I don't you want no stuff. I want no stuff. I like <laughs> zero stuffs. <laughs> When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech-forward electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai. It's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, Jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Summer is steadily approaching, and you know what that means. Wearing a shirt at the beach so I don't look like a sad radish for the entire vacation? Okay, maybe. Being thirsty? Yes, Ryder, you got it. It is time to go outside and bask in the glory that is sunshine with barbecues and hikes and trips to exotic locations. With your shirt on? Yes, with your shirt on. It is time to jump into a camper van with your son and your wife and... Torture everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with all these summer activities, it's so important that you stay hydrated. And we're here to tell you all about Liquid IV. It has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. You just rip open a packet and pour it into your water and bam, you're hydrating with electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. But most importantly, it tastes good. It's so easy and perfect after a workout, which I do to replenish after a nice long run. 
and you can travel with Liquid IV right there in your pocket. Add it to a water on a flight or after a big night when you need just a little assistance to get up in the morning. Tear, pour, live more. One stick plus 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. And with sugar-free flavors like white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime, you can't miss. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code WORLD at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code WORLD at liquidiv.com. Hey everyone, it's Dean Unglert and Kaylin Miller Keys and Jared Haven. I'm I'm here. I'm here too, guys. Hosts of the new podcast, Help We Suck at Being Newlyweds, because I guess we just don't suck at dating anymore. No, I mean you're newlyweds. I am not a newlywed anymore. Yeah, I'm curious if I sucked at being a newlywed. I don't think so. I mean, I I made it to the altar, and I am so happy to be joining you guys. I can't wait to talk about relationships, marriage, and. Just everything in between. It's about time we have someone smart join this podcast. It's too long between us. <laughs> this young lady's a broadcast journalism major. She knows what she's doing. I'm so excited to be hosting a podcast with my soon-to-be wife and, of course, my best friend, Jared. How's that going to make you feel working together now? You guys live together, work together, going to get married? Yeah, it, it'll be interesting. You think you're going to get tired of each other? Absolutely, yes. Be sure to listen <laughs> to Help We Suck at Being Newlyweds on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Talking about mental health and and social media and all of that feels like a really good transition to talk about because we talked about it a little bit with Blake and Ethan, but we have never fully known the story of what you came. So you came to Boy Meets World, you auditioned seven times, you become this incredible, iconic character of Harley Kiner. And then what it felt like to us was that just one day you were gone. You did seven episodes. And yes. then we all have memories of, well, I actually don't know if I was there at that table read. I don't, know if you were either. I don't, I don't think, think I was there because I don't, I don't, don't have, yeah. I've heard the stories now enough times that you start to think like, was I there? But I don't think I was. Yeah. But I know Ryder and Will remember the, a table read where you, you know, had a difficult time. And you mentioned that table reads were difficult for you. Can you tell yeah. us what was going on for you mentally during the seven episodes you were Harley Kiner before, you know, we brought you back in season three for your eighth. Right. Um, I'll try and throw it in a nutshell. Um, bipolar illness is a, it's a chemical imbalance and I had dealt with it with my mom. I had no, it's never going to be me. It's not going to happen. And, um, kind of crazy. I'll just tell you a quick story. Um, my, a psychic walks into my bar in Forest Hills, Queens. She says, "Oh, you, you know, you broke bread with Jesus, and you, you're you're a very special person. You're going to have a light in this world." So she tells me, "I'm going to meet you in Los Angeles in six months from now, and then Sedona, Arizona." And I was like, "Okay, lady, you take your medication, and I'll talk to you soon." Six months later, um, I'm in LA. I get a call from her. And I go to Sedona for this angel workshop. And basically, I went there. It was an amazing experience. I opened up so many chakras. And I opened up my whole being. And um, when I got back to L.A., I, I wasn't shut down enough. I was still open. But within within that week, I booked Boy Meets World. 
And it was like this this high that I was coming into. And I had this feeling like there was this battle between darkness and light. And I thought that I could make the world a better place by bringing it. It was like this. When you're dealing with bipolarness, it's very grandiose. Mm-hmm. You have these these outward thoughts. And then you think you can. Uh, it's very hard to explain. Um, Delusion, delusions of grandeur. Delusions of grandeur. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. And that hit me, you know, and then I wasn't closed down enough. I didn't, I didn't, I felt like spiritually I was out there and whatever got in like astral vampires, there's all kinds of things I went through and exorcism, all this crazy stuff. It, um, it was just very, very difficult. And I was at the table read and I pull up in my Cadillac convertible. And for some reason I had adopted a dog and I brought this dog on set and uh, I was at the table read. I thought everything would be fine and be normal. And I, I just felt this meltdown at the table. And I remember Blake helped me. I dropped the script on the floor, picked it up for me. He was so good. He was like, Come on, you can do this. Just give him a minute. You know, he's like saying to the producers, like, you know, just give him a minute. And I remember just winding down, and it was just like mm. I was, I was frozen. I couldn't do. I couldn't talk. I couldn't, you know. And I knew it was like everything was imploding. You know, like when when you uh, have that kind of stigma on your resume you know back then nobody was really breaking down there was i think you know uh, britney spears was still a mouseketeer you know like (laughs) yeah wasn't anybody in the media there wasn't really any discussion about it so it kind of threw my acting career into a very bad tizzy um until they recontacted me for girl meets world so what happened so the table read happens and and so I know you're you're talking about um, that the you you're using your words. The meltdown that happened at the table read was related to. Yeah. I'm assuming you have since been diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Yes, yes, okay. that's that's what happened, and and then they got me on the proper medication. At the time, it was really just lithium mm-hmm. uh, that worked, and a few others, but uh, I didn't really like the medications it was it was just tough you know well were you on any medication? absolutely oh, oh okay. absolutely when i so when i had my um my first attack they didn't know what it was it was the same thing and you you know with anxiety you, you're, you're convinced you're dying you just it, it can't be in your mind it's you got cancer you're having a stroke you're having mm-hmm. a heart attack you're dying right and then so i was on two different kinds of medication which is why i gained so much weight towards the end of of boy meets world it's because it's the only way I could perform. I mean, I could not get out there unless I, unless I was medicated. And and it was in the earlier days of anxiety medication, as yours was in the earlier days of bipolar medication, where you know lithium was was what was going on. And I have some friends that are bipolar that talk about the the demons and the darkness coupled with the um, the sparkles, where they say the entire like everything sparkles around you in the world is the most amazing place to be. Um, so yeah, it was, and nobody was talking about it. You're right, we couldn't. You couldn't take a minute and say, give me a second. I'm having an anxiety attack or I'm sorry, I'm, I'm bipolar. I mean, it's just no one said anything. You held it inside and you died inside. That's just yeah. what you did. So that and we didn't know what was going on with you. We just no. we, and then it was and then you were gone. Like none of us had a chance to even 
talk to you or, or let you know that we were there, we would have been there to support you in any way we could have. Um, you were just, you just weren't there. Uh, so it was, yeah. So the, the morning of the table read, yeah. you have that meltdown. Yeah. And, and Blake is trying to help you and he's saying like, give him a minute, give him a minute. The table read ends and what happens? Um, my sister was visiting from New York and they called her. Okay. And she got me off the set. Okay. And she took me to uh, this hospital, Edgemont Hospital. Okay. Scary place. <laughs> and what is it like, a, like an <laughs> ER hospital or a mental hospital? It's like or a mental slash drug rehab, but okay. like drugs were never a problem for me. I right. Done, you know, wow. at that time, it never, like Blake said something about acid. I'd never like touched any, hmm. anything like that. It was just purely, purely the bipolar roller coaster. Right. <laughs> you know? Uh, okay, yeah. so your sister takes you to the hospital, right? And you get checked in. I get checked in. Uh, Disney s sent um, one of their uh, psychologists, or, like someone to help talk okay. to wow. me, Good. see if they could they could they could get me down, you know, to get me into to get me to the show. Back you to know? work, right? Yeah, because I left everybody on the lurch. Mm -hmm. That's what I felt like, like like no, wrong side of the no. track. <laughs> oh, um, you know, like you guys were kids at the time. I was, I felt like, I, uh, like I traumatized you at the table read. I was like, oh my god, you know. Thinking back, it's like, wow, oh, no. it must have been difficult for them to see such a thing, you know. And it was he, difficult for us to see it because we cared about. It. Yeah, that's why it was difficult to see it. It wasn't. It had nothing to do with. Oh my god, I can't believe he's not going to be on the show. It's that we we really liked you. We, I mean, we love you, and it was one of those uh, things where we. We just didn't know. Again, we weren't kind of kept in the circle of information of stuff that was going on. And then it was just kind of just don't ask. Um, well, well so interestingly, that's what, I mean, you know, going back to the point that that people didn't really talk about mental health in any of the same terms that we do now. I don't know if the adults were well equipped enough to no, present the information not, to us. No. I don't I mean, know that I they do, knew. I think yeah. I, if I remember, Jeff McCracken was directing. And if I remember, there was this. I just remember it being Danny's not coming back, but Danny's going to be OK. And right. they just left it at that. And, right. and you know, my assumption, I think, at the time was that it was drug-related. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because that's, that's the only way I could understand, like, the notion of, you yeah. know, acting differently yeah. or, or I don't know. I guess I just, you know, I had been raised on the... The Reagan era of say no to drugs. You you touch a drug, you can go crazy and jump out a window and have you know. Yeah. So any sort of like episode that felt out of character or different, I would immediately. That's where my brain went. I think as a kid, you know, and and they yeah. didn't explain it one way or the other. So again, I sort of assumed like oh, they're keeping from us that Danny had a drug problem. Um, was was I think the assumption I made at the time, yeah. um, and which it never, of course, no one ever confirmed that. No one ever. I don't think anyone ever said that to me. Yeah. But they right. they didn't they didn't have the capacity to say. This is a mental health issue. It's probably right. one of these three disorders. It's, right. you know, like all the things that nowadays, yeah. hopefully they'd be able to communicate. It's also, though, hugely, Danny, to your credit, it's amazing that with what you were going through, you never did drugs. Because the first thing you do is you self-medicate. I mean, that's when you're dealing with any sort of mental health issue. That's what you want to do is what do I have to do to not feel this? I remember one time telling my doctor when, when right at the start of my anxiety disorder, when it was really bad. And I mean, there was a time I was bedridden for for a couple, like a week and a half. I remember yeah. saying to my doctor, if you told me right now that heroin was going to make me feel better, I'm going to try heroin yeah. because it was you just want to not feel the way you're feeling.
So the fact that you weren't doing any drugs oh. is mm -hmm. incredible that you mm -hmm. never went down that road of, I just, I have to self-medicate. Right. So that's the sort of easy answer. I mean, yeah, mm -hmm. it's a real credit. And I kind of knew in my mind that would be it. You know, if I didn't got any mushrooms or psychedelics, anything like that, it would be be a death sentence for me. Yeah. You know? So or, how long were you then in the hospital? Leaving the table read, you get checked into the hospital. How long are you there? I'd like to say I was there for about a month. Wow. Uh, yeah, just to, to make sure that the, the right medication and everything got balanced with it. Three weeks, three weeks to a month. And uh, yeah, it was, it was it was really difficult. And I was really surprised when Michael Jacobs and everyone reached out and said, you know, we, we want to have you on for, you know, for one more episode. You know, they didn't say it was only going to be one. I thought it was like, oh, wow, I'm going to be back. But <laughs> at the same time, I knew it was like, eh, there's going to be a little bit of a different change, you know. Mm. Too. But it was so great that they brought me back for the closure. Right. Um, yeah. You know, he said, she said was the episode with Adam. Right. And uh, Adam's such a graceful guy. And, you know, he's he's really I'm glad I'm glad it was somebody like like him you know, to replace me because I could see over the, you know, longevity of time at, at uh, I don't know, there's something really cool about him. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, he played, a, he played a different part, dude. Nobody could replace you. Oh, yeah. thanks. I, we, we, we proved that. But the, yeah. the other character that, that moved in uh, to address your point, Ryder, um, Harvey, Harvey is actually Harvey Harley Kiner. Yeah. Like his, his real name was Harvey. Right. But he didn't want anybody to know that. So it would be like, you know, Harvey Air. You know, you don't want to, he didn't want to be associated with that, that, you know, stigma of Harvey. So I think then Harley was, you know, the, the kicker, you know. <laughs> How did that. you feel when you came back for that <clears throat> final episode? Like, what were your thoughts going into it? Were you, were you nervous? What were your feelings? I was still a little loopy with the medication. Um, because it, it just didn't set, sit well with me at first. Um, I was just a little, little out of it, but I remember it was in a different studio. Um, when I yeah. first was filming oh, yeah. in Buena Vista studio, which is a magical place. It's Disney. Yeah. You know, that's where Disney walked. He right. walked down that's those steps and yep. that's where he created everything. You know, that was the magic of it. And that was another thing I missed the most Buena Vista studios and, pulling up on set and be like, oh yeah, well, Disney pulled up to the same thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's magical. Magical. So you that's third season. So we had moved to KTLA then. So that was yeah, right. which was were, not magical. Not magical. No, which was the opposite <laughs> of magical. Yeah. Like the most like oh, industrial basic television nasty. studio. Yeah. The magical a part of buildings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The <laughs> magic yeah. was spaghetti not getting factory. hepatitis. The spaghetti yeah. factory was across the street though. Not next right? to a strip club. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yikes. <laughs> not quite you couldn't get less disney than ktla yeah. so yeah. at that but point the magic was still there the magic was still there the Holly, hollywood was still yeah. there it was just very you guys different are the yeah. magic you know, <laughs> you know put them in a paper box they're gonna, they're gonna do it, it very different you know? yeah and so between obviously season two when you are hospitalized and then season three when you come back you said you were still getting adjusted to your medication your life is obviously now so completely different once <laughs> Once you 
kind of felt settled on your medication, what were you doing then? Did you go back to auditioning? What did you end up doing after Boy Meets World? I moved back to New York okay. um, for a good while, and I, I got uh, a lot more balanced, uh, thanks, thanks to my mom helping me. Hmm. And um, then I moved to Sedona, Arizona, where it all happened. Yeah. And I wanted to be a healer. Like I wanted to learn how to heal people like shaman, you know, mm-hmm. a fire tender, like all these cool things like sweat lodges. And um, I got back and I, I went to a, a massage therapy school and I graduated from there. And uh, and I was working with the Hopi Indians up on the Jeez. reservation. Hmm. I was volunteering my time because you have to do clinic when you're wow. when you're do the massage so i volunteered my time up on the reservation and worked on these old like old elderly people and they loved me so much they were like we're going to show you how to dry farm and blue corn and all these hopi dances and wow. Kachina dances and i was just i was taken away from all that sadness inside and worked through another medium to uh get adopted by the hopis you know wow. like really really cool you know i'd love to take you guys someday on a trip or something if you ever want to do an experience take you to sedona yeah up to the hopi land you know oh man that'd be amazing i would so do yeah and massage therapy school the the graduation rate of actually being able to pass the test is minuscule it's so difficult it's one of the most difficult tests to pass it's something like in the 35 percentile actually pass because you're doing entire physiological study in like seven months kinesiology you got another origin insertion of every body it's like being a doctor basically first it is which which was you know educationally i was like a little Whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's apparently a very, very difficult thing to learn yeah. and to and to pass the test. So and like New good York, on you. New York, you need like 1,350 hours. Uh, but in Arizona, you only need 750. Mm-hmm. So that was helpful in a lot of ways. And then, um, yeah, I just I always thought I had healing hands and I wanted to do something to get back, you know, to the world. And that was one of the things that I, I did after after losing the show just to to bring things back on a night you know higher level for me well we were all so happy to be reunited with you on girl meets world when you came back as janitor harley (laughs) what you did uh five episodes of girl meets world with us what was it like when you got that phone call and and, yeah tell me about that i was i was uh sitting here in this studio and my buddy Benoit, um, we got a we got the call from Sally. So he's like, Danny, you know, like, what are you doing? Uh, how have you been? And it was like, how are you? <laughs> I'm like, right. I'm, I'm good. I'm all right. I'm doing all right, you know. And uh, she's like, well, listen, we're gonna send you. You know, how would you like to, you know, audition for part in Girl Meets World? And I was like, well, yeah, that that would be great. She sent me the sides. And I put it on tape right here in the studio. Oh. And, uh, next, next week I was out there. I think it happened on April Fool's Day. <laughs> what you called? Oh man! And but, so, yeah. you, had you not acted since Boy Meets World? Um, I had done a few things, but more like student films. Okay. Uh, 
you know, I loved acting. I, I love telling a story and making people feel good. You know, it's like the old school storytellers of Ireland. That's how they used to do it. You know, during the famine, they'd knock on the door and say, hey, have you heard the news about what's going on over there in that town? They're like, no, I haven't heard the news. Well, I'll tell you for a place to sleep for the night. <laughs> and then they have this whole whimsical storytelling story. That was like my grandfather. That was my dad. You know, always storytellers, you know. Have you been to Ireland? Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Isn't it? I think my family, my, my mom's family is from Kerry, which I think is close Kerry. to where you are. Yeah. Yeah, not far at all. That's cool. I'm up in the, the western north, uh, the free Ireland, as they say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Opposed to that, I'm pretty. <laughs> Do you have a favorite episode of Boy Meets World that you that you think of all the time or like any favorite behind the scenes memories? Well, I think uh, Cyrano was yeah. one of my one of my favorites because my mom came to the taping oh you guys you guys were so nice you might not remember it but you guys were so nice to my mom and betsy randall was so nice to my mom she invited us mm. out to a holiday dinner at her house really and, you know, yeah yeah Wait, tell me about that so betsy so your mom was in town for yeah. thanksgiving for thanksgiving i believe it was and, and had, betsy uh, asked you what your plans were yeah, what are you doing? You know, and my mom's like, ah, oh, well, you know, I don't best. know. And she's like, yeah, come out, come out to, uh, come out to our house for Thanksgiving, you know. Oh, so that's just so nice. And I, I went out. And my mom had such a nice time. Oh, that's such a Betsy thing. It's such a Betsy that's thing to do. So yeah. amazing. Yeah. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech Ford electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai. It's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, Jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. 
Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. Hey, dudes, I'm David Lasher. And I'm Christine Taylor, and we host the podcast, Hey Dude, The 90s Called. If you all are nostalgic for the 90s, we just wanted to make sure you didn't miss amazing guests like the Brady Bunch cast reunion, the White Squall cast reunion with Jeff Bridges. We've got uh, Ben Stiller. We've got the lead singer of Counting Crows, Adam Duritz, Jerry O'Connell. We also had a Hey Dude cast reunion so come join us on hey dude the 90s called we have so many more great guests coming up so please come back and join us listen to hey dude the 90s called on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts so danny you mentioned that your mom came out to visit for the cyrano episode and then you know she was obviously a huge fan of you and loved watching you on tv and loved boy meets world and then we got to see her again as adults we met her at a convention and um i wanted to talk about how you are doing now because your mom unfortunately passed away in 2020 from covid right yeah she was um we have a we had at the time a governor um Andrew Cuomo, he, during the height of the pandemic, he decided to put sick elderly people back into nursing homes. And it was just ridiculous. Like within a week, my mom had passed Mm. from that decision to, and ever since it's been like this void for me, because I spent so much time um, taking care of my mom. Uh, in her later years, when she was less mobile, uh, now I'm just looking for something to to fill that void. I yeah. just I feel like, like Will, you said, with the things that helped you with your mental health were were um, exercise, and there was there's three things you said, and then you know to be to be social, yeah, to talk about it, yeah, you know? hugely important. And this is helping me a lot, guys, by talking about it too like just now you know because i know there's somebody out there in need of help yeah and there's how could you not be in today's world with turkey and earthquakes and all yeah. this stuff you guys are like a ray of light honestly a ray of light for for not just your boy meets world but you know like your your your, your symmetry the way you guys work together your energy it's 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 contagious and it's 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 kind of cold. I like the whole world to catch because you guys have a wonderful way <laughs> of, of, of helping people. Thanks. Maybe man. You, don't, you, you don't realize it all, but I'm sure there's somebody out there right now that could be, you know, on the verge of something. And by hearing our stories and by being honest, you know, we can help them. Yeah. Well, Danny, you're, 
you're so quick to turn attention and energy back on other people. You're so mm-hmm. quick to say, yeah, but you guys, and you guys are a ray of light, but I, <sighs> I really want you to take this in that, you know, you being such a young child when you lost your father and then stepping up, your mom shortly after that being diagnosed with bipolar disorder at the time they called manic depression and you knowing you needed to step up and and live on your own and and start your start working. And then you becoming this iconic character that people absolutely love and adore. And still to this day, I mean, that's what iconic is. Still to this day, people talk about Danny McNulty as Harley Kiner. And then you going through your own mental health issues, moving back to New York, and then eventually becoming a full-time caretaker for your mother, who then you lost to COVID. Hearing you talk about now needing to figure out what this next stage of your life looks like and what you are going to do as far as taking care of yourself is really beautiful because there are so many people who can relate to you and you, you can have, you have so much to teach other people. And I just want to celebrate you as being a phenomenal son (laughs) and just a truly wonderful human being. I really, really appreciate that. It means a lot because you guys are like family to me, honestly. I miss you so much. I miss you too. We miss you too. I'd also like to throw out that in the middle of all that, you then took the time to work with elderly people. Right. (laughs) Exactly. I skipped over that one. Yeah, stick, 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 skipped over working with the Native American elderly population in the middle there. I mean, yeah, Danny, the, the, I I don't know about the, the psychic you met, but she said one thing that was absolutely true, which is you are a light on the world, my friend. Yes. I, I hope you know that. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate that. It means a lot to me. Big time. Well, looking back, even with all the hard times that you faced and all of all of that, what are what is your overall feeling when you look back at Boy Meets World? Oh, it's a dream come true. Everything that I worked for auditions and, you know, anything that I did as a kid, I always dreamed of being on a TV show. You know, and uh, it was something that will always live in, in, in my heart, you know, like just just knowing that I had done it. And yes, the bipolar happened, but there were some pretty good times some pretty good episodes like, um, you know, that, that 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 we did together. Yeah. So many. Yeah. You know. Also, I mean. I say this all the time about Topanga. We can all say this about all of our characters. We're very blessed to be able to say this. But actors literally work their entire lives to be a memorable character even once. How many people, how many actors do you know who have done hundreds of things and yet you're like, oh, I can't really, I know your face. You seem familiar. I don't, but I can't right. really, you know, right. like, and that's that great. That thing. Right. Yeah, I, I, I know I know you from somewhere and that's um, amazing. I mean, that's, an, yeah, that's still huge, an incredible huge, career. That, yeah. I'm not dogging that. Yeah. I'm just saying that like you in your one major acting role that you did left a legacy and an impact on innumerable people and that's like people spend their whole lives trying to have a career have it trying to find a character like that and and you did it it that way thank you danielle i mean that really means a lot yeah yeah we couldn't love you anymore danny i (laughs) we just you are like family to us we 
always loved you. And you know, that's another thing we talk about when we think back to that time, like there wasn't cell, there weren't even cell phones. It's not like now when something happens and then you can just text somebody and be like, Hey, are you okay? You know, tough, tough show, tough night, tough day, tough table read. Are you okay? We just didn't have it. Yeah. No, that was it. Unless you had call waiting, you know. Yeah, exactly. And then you had to be at home to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Unless, unless there was a pager code specifically for that. You didn't know how to do it. Yeah. That's it. Well, thank you for coming on here and telling us in your own words, your story, finally, like solving a bit of a mystery for us. And, um, you know, we love you. We will. We would love to have you back. Yeah. Um, I've already put the word out as far as some conventions uh, wow. that we would love to have you join us. Um, not that I have any say in that, but I have started saying to people, hey, have you thought about this? This yeah. would be a good addition. Yeah. Just just throwing it out there. Um, and so let's make 2023 the year we have another you know, an in-person reunion yeah. and, uh, you know, 30 let's, years, 30 exactly. years, it's the 30th mm-hmm. anniversary. Yeah. Wow. And I would love to be witness to you receiving the love that you so deserve from our dear fans. listeners and dear fans who rightfully love you. Yep. Fans of yours, my friend, there's millions of them out there. Wow. And I love each one of them, man. Honestly, when they come up to me and it's like, I love I love it. It's just, it's such a nice feeling, you know, because yeah. it brings me back to everything before everything happened, you know, like that's yeah. all they see. They don't know anything else, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I really love that guys. Great. Cool. Danny, yeah. we love you. Thank you for Great being here you, with man. us. Good to hey, see my you. Friends. All right. see you. God bless we'll see you soon. Yeah. Okay. Bye. 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 When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech Ford electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai. It's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, Jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. 
Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. Oh, man. It's so it's so funny that the gentlest human being in the world played the biggest bully, right? Right. Yeah. And, and is that is that built into the character? Like there, it, there's something so great. I think that's part of the reason why it works so well as a character yeah. is that you cast somebody like Danny who, for whatever reason, you're like, but that guy, he shouldn't be a bully. Right. right. Yeah. You're like, right. he's no, too nice. No, he's 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 got going through something that's more that's more that's deeper, that's yes. that comes from a place actually, honestly, of a pain, you know? Right. Like yeah. I think Harley radiates a sensitivity and a pain that I think was true to Danny too. Like yeah. this struggle that he was, you know, that he had gone through and all these things, that comes through in his acting so clearly and that sensitivity, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And, and it, it, you immediately, you're, you're like, am I, I should be scared of him, but I also kind of want to know more about him. Right. Um, yeah. What, a, what an amazing feat uh, for an actor and for the writers. It's just great. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I mean, had he just been um, a bully, you just write that guy off. Don't like yeah. that guy. Yeah. Don't need to know more about him. He's just a jerk. And yeah. yet that isn't the way you feel about Harley. You want to know more. And yeah, his sensitivity really does shine through. And um, I mean, truly, nobody is better to their fans than Danny. If oh, you yeah. check out his social media, he really does. When he says he loves each and every fan, he means it. I mean, I really yeah. do. I don't think there's a single soul on the planet Danny doesn't find love for. He's yeah. he's so grateful. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he's also taken you know most of his life just taking care of other people. Yeah, right. That's right. what yes. he's done. He's one of those people. So, mm-hmm. yeah, amazing. And and for everybody out there listening, if you're struggling with your own mental health journeys, ask for help. It's yeah. okay yeah. to ask for help. It's you should ask for help. There's no weakness in it. There's no stigma behind it. It's okay to say I'm struggling here and I need some help. I did it. Yeah. Danny did it. Other people do it all the time. It's nothing will help you on your path more than just raising your hand and saying I'm struggling here and I need some help. Yeah. So please do that if you have to. There's plenty of places out there you can find to do that. Um telling you even just friends Yep. It really changes the whole ballgame. It does. And to Will's point, if you or someone you know needs help, there is the mental health hotline and the number is 866-903-3787. 
As always, you can follow us on Instagram, Pod Meets World Show. Uh, you can send us your emails. As a matter of fact, please send us your emails and let Danny know how much you enjoyed this episode and you enjoyed hearing from him. Pod Meets World Show at gmail.com. And uh, you can also follow Danny on Instagram. Instagram. His name is at DBMCN. That's at DBMCN. And uh, we've also got merch. Bye. Buy our stuff. Podmeetsworldshow.com. It's just too much today, huh? Emotional episode. I can't do it. I get it. it. Stuff's good. It's worth it. It's fun stuff. Writer, send us out. We love you all. Pod dismissed. Pod Meets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Danielle Fischel, Wilfred L., and Ryder Strong. Executive producers, Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production, Danielle Romo. Producer and editor, Tara Sudbach. Producer, Jackie Rodriguez. Engineer and Boy Meets World superfan, Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon. You can follow us on Instagram at Pod Meets World Show or send us an email at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So, make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago, and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions, and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandies shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort.